passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. What is up, Knicks fans? We are available on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitcher, Spotify, and Google Play. And every Thursday at 9 p.m. Eastern on Dash Radio's Nothing But Net channel. Barry, I figured out a brilliant thing with the Nothing But Net show. Tell me. So it used to be an hour-long pod, right? But sometimes we come in at 50 minutes. I'd always have to find ways to add time for the for the Dash Radio show. Right. Because you have to be within five minutes of an hour. Right. So recently we switched it to 9 p.m., but it's only a half an hour. And ever since we did that, like every fucking show has been like an hour. Exactly. Right. So it made your job even harder having to cut it down. <laughs> But I figured out the most brilliant thing last week, and I hope it's not a problem for Dash Radio. Maybe me talking about it right now brings more attention to it. Probably. That's okay. But now I just cut the show wherever it is at like 27, 28 minutes, right? Right. Wherever it is. I don't give a shit. It could be in the middle of a sentence. I bring in the ending music, and I just say, if you want to hear the rest of the show, subscribe on iTunes, SoundCloud, Stitchers. <laughs> Well, the whole fucking thing, right? That is, that's brilliant. That is brilliant. Yeah. No editing involved. Right, until they say no, keep doing it. Right, so Dash Radio, you're not going to get the whole show. You're just going to get a little taste. All right, Barry, this is season two. Episode 31. This is Randy from North Bergen. I'm Mark. I've been a Knicks fan for 24 years. Hey, Craig and Barry. This is Russ from Sydney, Australia. I'm from D.C. Hey, guys. Steve this here. Manny from Stanford. Calling all the way from Palm Springs, California. It is a hard. It's a hard. It is a hard. Knicks. Knicks life. Knicks life. It's a hard Knicks life. What is up, Barry D? What's up, my man, Axe? Finally, we got the show going right now. Waited forever for you to get your shit up and running. Thank you very much for that. Oh, my God. Besides having to start the game like an hour and a half or two hours after tip-off, I had like, as usual, technical difficulties with my computer. Yeah, well, I started late, too. I started like a quarter uh, a quarter before you, but somehow I finished after you. I don't know how that worked out, but I hate I hate watching the games like <laughs> late because number one, it's great to like sometimes be like with the fans during the commercial breaks on Twitter. Also, it's like nice to actually like just sit back and like enjoy like listen to commentary before the game, like you know, which I never get to anymore because like I'm I'm short for time. And, like, I find myself fast... Like, it's great to fast-forward through the commercials, but I'm fast-forwarding through, like, free-throw attempts. Unless it's DeAndre, who you got, Jordan. Oh, Him I can't miss. I love that. You know, like, that's, <laughs> yeah, it's must-see free-throw. But, um, 
it shortens up the game total time, but I'd rather watch it in real time for sure. Barry. Yes. This is a dark time in Knicks basketball. <laughs> dark. Maybe the I guess the darkest time technically, right? A franchise uh, record seventeen <laughs> straight losses. You got to go back to January fourth for our last win, dude. We have one win in the last twenty six games. The previous record, sixteen straight losses, dates all the way back to the twenty fourteen fifteen season. All the way back to the <laughs> all the way back season. You got to go back to the Obama administration to find. <laughs> have we suffered as Knicks fans? The fact that we just beat. The franchise record for losses in a row. Four years after we set it. <laughs> it's pretty pretty abysmal. Poor poor Lance Thomas. He was on that roster. <laughs> right. He had to sit through this stretch twice. Current Knicks were on both fucking teams. Tim Hardaway Jr. just avoided it. Right, he was on right. the he other just one. got out in the nick of time. Yeah. Dude, who coached that team? Derek Fisher. Bargnani was on that team. Lou Amundsen. Who else? Are we really remembering? Dolembert. That Here. Do we, we're, we're, we're going back to remember that, that team. Don't we want to forget that? Yeah, we want to forget it, Barry. But the point is, this team right now is fucking worse than that team. That was a Comrello team, too. Yeah, we all thought we were going to have a bad season. But we didn't think it was going to be this bad with these types of stretches. I mean, we were in games the first month of the season close games and we thought once we got a little experience underneath our belt that we were going to be able to close out some of these games it's just gotten worse listen Fizdale has said during this streak that sometimes you need to take your lumps right take your losses feel that pain that hardship he's been saying that before the season started bro oh he's got to say something right he's the salesman <laughs> right right feel all that hardship and come up stronger from it build from nothing Dude, is this the darkness before the light that we're seeing? The real darkness? Will all this darkness lead... It's going to be a long climb back up. Will this lead to Zion? 14% chance it does. 14% chance. 86% chance it doesn't. (laughs) Yeah, can you stop with that? (laughs) Is there a light at the end of this tunnel? Are free agents coming to this mess next season? Could Durant be coming? Do the Knicks know? Well... If you look at the photo they used to entice season ticket holders to renew for next season, you'd think they might. Did you see that, Barry? Yeah, come it's such a non-story in my opinion. How is that a non-story? You know, come on. So, so they used a picture with him. You know, basically, it was like the size of him was like who was it with him? Mitchell Robinson. Mitchell Robinson in that photo. Yeah, they were equal. They so, were equal but, sizes, pretty much. But Mitchell on. on the left. The fact that Durant articles. On the right. All right, so we took notice of it. The fact that articles had to be written about them using that photo, and then the fact that they had to delete the photo or you know remove it, and then come out and say that they just use regular pictures, but they understand the message it's sending and that they think it's best to remove it. it to, to me, it, it is a non-story. It's like a little blip, you know. It, but it got like too much attention. Do you know how careful opinion. they are about those photos in general? I'm sure they. They are. don't like to use photos of players that they don't think will be around. Or that they don't view as like concrete parts of the team in case they're moved for whatever reason. Yeah, but the the, the the long story short is I don't have a problem with the picture that they used. Even if that is them hinting at, you know, there's a chance that he may be here. 
as you come to our home games, you know, 42 games. Do out you of think, year, do you think it was intentional? Yeah, I, I think everything they do is intentional. Yes. But do I think it's a big deal? No. Do you, it's not a big deal. I mean, I don't think they should. I mean, no, it's it's a big deal. It's a lot of overreaction if you it's ask me. It's only a big so deal what? because it guarantees he's coming. Oh, come on. <laughs> okay. Dude, even Durant is starting to get a little heated with all the questions about free a agency. A little. A little. <laughs> Did you hear any of this shit? Of course. I mean, he, he avoided him for, what, like eight, eight days or so. And then, yeah. And then and then when he sat down in front of him, yeah, he, he uh, you know, he gave it to him a little bit. Here, listen to our future, our future star here in New York. We've noticed that you hadn't talked for a while. Um, is it anything to do with anything on your mind? Or has it just been coincidence that you haven't talked what, for some time? Why do you care? Because you usually talk. Uh, well, I, feel like, I didn't feel like talking the last couple of days. It was anything in particular? No, I just didn't feel like it. Anything to do with conversation about free agency? Yeah, that's the conversation you're going to have. I don't think about that type of stuff. That's your job. You got to do Ethan Strauss who come in here and <clears throat> just give his whole opinion on stuff and make it seem like it's coming from me. And he just walk around here, don't talk to nobody, just walk in here and survey and then write something like that. And now y'all piling on me because I don't want to talk to y'all about that. I have nothing to do with the Knicks. I don't know who traded Porzingis. They got nothing to do with me. I'm trying to play basketball. Y'all come here every day, ask me about free agency, ask my teammates, my coaches. You rile up the fans about it. Y'all let us play basketball. That's all I'm saying. And now when I don't want to talk to y'all, it's a problem with me. Come on, man. Grow up. Grow up. Yeah, you, grow up. Come on, bro. I come in here and go to work every day. I don't cause no problems. I play the right way. Well, I try to play the right way. I try to be the best player I can be every possession. What's the problem? What am I doing to y'all? You are talking. You are talking. So, who are you? Why do I got to talk to you? Tell me. Does that is that going to help me do my job better? Nah, bro. I didn't feel like talking. We were all getting questions from fans like, what's wrong with Kevin? I just tell him, he's playing okay, but he's not talking right now. I just don't trust none of y'all. Every time I say something, it's get twisted up and thrown out in so many different publications, try to tear me down with my words that I say. So when I don't say nothing, it's a problem. I mean, how, do you, how, how are you playing? How is the team playing in the last I, couple weeks? I'm done. You know you don't care about that. I just asked you. Have a good night. I just love how all the Nick fans came out in defense of that whole rant just because we all see him as a Nick already. <laughs> Whereas if like there was no way he was coming to New York, I would be like, what an asshole, Mr. Sensitive, answer the questions. But because like we already feel like we own him as our property, like we've already taken ownership of him, we're like, back off, guys. He doesn't want to talk about it. Lay off. It's cool. He has the right not to answer these questions. Come on. What, are the, what, what does everyone expect him to do? And I was one of those people kissing kd's ass you just want to set it up for him right like listen kd you know you should not be treated like this over in golden state <laughs> that's right yeah star like you a superstar who is light years better than lebron james should never be treated this way everything you've brought to golden state why are you looking at me like i'm crazy right now because of the lebron james comment no no 
no, no, not this at is all. our pitch to no, KD. I'm agreeing with you. Right, you you should just you should just have to play basketball. Listen, That's all. Just worry about basketball. You shouldn't have to answer no. questions about other nonsense. You are Kevin Durant. You are the fucking king of that team. If you don't want to answer a question, you say it once and everyone should listen and bow down to you. Everyone should bow down to you, KD. That's what we would do if you came to New York. We would bow down to you every day. You don't want to answer a question? You don't have to answer the question. You fucking want the Knicks to, to ban all the beat writers who ask you questions you don't like? They will do that. You will own this city. And you will never be treated like the way they're treating you in Golden State. Ever. But truth, seriously though, Barry, what, what do they want from him? What do they want from him? Do they want him to get up there and be like, yeah, you know what? I'm thinking about leaving and just fuck their whole season up in Golden State. Or does, do they want him to lie and commit when he doesn't know? The truth is he probably doesn't know, right? Yeah, I mean, he may have an idea, but I mean, a guy like him changes his mind, you know, every day. He may think 99% he's coming to New York, and then next week he has a change of heart. He thinks he's going to L.A. Right, he's got to leave all the possibilities open. Maybe he ends up deciding to stay with Golden State for one more year. That could easily happen. Yeah, I mean, look at the Boston fans turning on Kyrie because Kyrie, you know, all of a sudden said he's going to do what's best for him. He didn't say he was leaving. He didn't say where he was going. He just said he's going to do what's best for him at the end of the season. And then all of a sudden, everybody turned on him. You think Durant wants that? No, he can't say anything. He can't say he's staying because then he's going to look like a liar at the end of this. He can't say he's leaving because they're going to turn on him. He did what he's supposed to do, which is say nothing or tell them to stop asking him these same questions. Right. One of those beat writers was like, you heard in the clip, said like, well, the fans are asking, they keep asking us, so we're just asking you what they want to know. It's like, just tell the fans you don't fucking know. <laughs> you have to wait. But it's heating up, Barry. It's heating up. Where are you on the scale of, like, the percentage? Where do you put the percentage that he is coming to the Knicks? Realistically, not, you know, not speaking it into existence type of bullshit. Like, realistically, where do you, where do you think our chances lie? Uh, I think it's, uh, I guess I would say 50-50. Right, that's, you know? that's where I am, too. What, one th so that's where I am, but one thought of mine has changed, which was, and I think we had this conversation on one of our pods earlier in the season, which was like the that I thought the best way for him to leave Golden State would be by them winning another championship. Right. You know, he would have won three there, you know, maybe even another MVP. Um, again, he kind of wants to change the narrative of his career, what's left to do there type of thing. But I almost feel like he might feel more comfortable leaving if they lose. <laughs> And don't win a championship because maybe he thinks that, you know, if they do win, like this is like a real dynasty and he doesn't want to break up this dynasty. Like they're already making NBA history, but it may live on if he stays there. If they lose and they don't win another title, he may feel like, okay, dynasty's over. This is my time to exit. And now I'm going to, you know, really, um, you know, stamp my career going forward yeah i agree with you if, if they if they win their third in row and they have the chance to go for four 
it could be hard to walk away from it, that. It right? could be harder. Four, to walk five, yeah, but six. But if they lose and he had that whole scuffle with uh, Draymond earlier this season, it's like more things that are going to kind of be pushing him out the door. So, yeah, I totally right. flipped on my position on that whole thing. So, Right, because everyone says that one of the reasons for coming to New York would be able to do something, to be able to like get his legacy above LeBron's in some way, right? Well, winning like three, four, yeah. five in a row would do that too. Potentially, even though winning with Golden State is that I know that LeBron needed to team up with Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosch to win his first couple, right? First or first two? I think first couple. But it's, it's, it pales in comparison to Durant joining Golden State, a team that was already formed and was already winning. Dude, battle of the tanks tonight, Cleveland and the Knicks. Kevin Knox before the game. Did you read his comments from Berman? Yeah. Let me read this to everyone. A lot of fans say some dumb stuff. You see it all the time with the tanking that they want us to lose. It's kind of stupid. They're not true New Yorkers. Real New- real Knicks fans know we are taking this year to develop young guys and then next year hopefully make a push. Are you a real New Yorker, Barry? Or are you fake? <laughs> I'm a real New Yorker and I'm a real New York fan. Are you sure? <laughs> yeah, I'm sure. And is it possible as real New Yorkers that we might not be so upset that we're losing games towards getting a higher draft pick? I mean, is he out of his mind? Okay, now we're getting into semantics here, though, because I think neither of us, you or I, have like ever supported tanking or losing on purpose um, to secure a draft pick. We didn't mind the losing. You know, especially if it kept keeping these younger guys on the floor longer. Um, we didn't mind the losing because we knew that this team wasn't going anywhere anyway. But, like, we never said, okay, purposely try to throw games or Fisdale, go ahead and put lineups in that's going to have a higher percentage of them losing. It just didn't bother us so much when they were losing. Right. Like, I will never get mad at the Knicks because we won a game. Dude. I mean, can we talk about this game yet? No, I really don't the want to even game. talk about this game. That's how bad it can was. Can I talk to you how I felt about this game? Dude, going into this game, I wanted a win, right? But I didn't think I would mind either way. Now, why Why did, every, why did everyone sounded, want to win against Cleveland? Because we have a chance to win? Of all the games to want to I win, think, you don't want to win against one of the teams that you're competing for the 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 top tank spot because you essentially lose an entire game under normal circumstances you're correct but when you look behind you and you see 16 losses all in a row and you see Cleveland in front of you finally something a team that's beatable i mean this team was extremely beatable and yet we still fell short this was our chance to get a w you don't want to be the, you don't want to have the record for the most consecutive losses in a franchise. These guys don't want that. They sure as hell came out wanting to win. The Knicks did? Yes. Come on. <laughs> Tell me a player that was on that floor that wasn't busting his ass trying to get a you win. You know what the problem with our team is, dude? And I've said this before. doesn't matter how hard our team, our entire team tries. We have nobody who can shoot the goddamn basketball. Nobody. We can't win any of these games. That's why we can never win. Who's good at shooting on our team, Barry? Give me one person. Damian Dotson. 
He's average. Right, he's average at best. I, everybody wants to think he's good. Whenever you say average. we don't have any shooters on this team, there's always people that go, Damian Dotson, Damian Dotson. <laughs> That's pathetic. Dude, at the end of that, I know we're going to talk about various parts of that game, but at the end of the game, the fact that we were down three on that last possession and brought Jenkins in, that's his name, right? John Jenkins? Was that his name? Yes. That's the yeah, guy we just name. brought up from the G League in his first game. We brought him in for the final possession alongside Luke Cornett, who hasn't played in I don't know how many games, finally got minutes in that fourth quarter. The fact that we're bringing in those guys at, for the last possession is just proof that Fizdale knows we don't have any shooters in our regular rotation. None. Dennis Smith Jr. has been great. You know, but he, he's great. He gets to the basket whenever he wants. He doesn't even really shoot any jump shots. Kadeem Allen's been good. Mitchell Robinson's been great lately. DeAndre Jordan's been great. But all these guys are, play close to the basket. We don't have any shooters. How can you win in the game today without any shooter? We have none. What the fuck are... How are we gathering our talent, Barry? You have to have at least a couple on the team. Am I missing something? Do we have any? No. <laughs> no. And, 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 you know... And yeah, I mean, I think Knox will be there because we've seen glimpses of it. I mean, his shot looks great when it releases his hand. Um, but yeah, they're not falling <laughs> consistently. I mean, tonight he, tonight was awful from deep. He was horrible tonight, and he had been go, he'd had a good stretch the last couple of games. I thought it was coming back. Did you him. see that? He, but I think he's he going to be a the good defender shooter. at one point and got like a, a jump shot up from the free throw line. Did you see him? It just bricked off the backboard, like to the to the uh. left of the hoop. Dude, he's the one that's saying that we're not. He's the one that's saying that we're not true New Yorkers. If we if we want, I know that there's semantics with the whole tanking thing, but dude, if you don't want yeah. us to like root for losses by the end of the season, don't lose so much. I'm only rooting for losses because we have a chance to get a top three. Right, pick. we're holding our position there right. now. Right now, yeah. it's a matter of holding. If you our guys position. were fighting for the playoffs, I wouldn't be rooting for losses. I'd say go for it, guys. You want to win. Go get it in the go get in the playoffs, <laughs> but you can't lose the whole goddamn season, lose seventeen straight games, and tell us that that you're disturbed by us, that we were rooting for losses. At least that gives us something to root for, Barry. Look, I was rooting for the win tonight, though. I mean, come on. How about Kadeem Allen? I don't want to get too excited about Kadeem Allen, by the way. Because do I do I. think he looks good, and but someone has to look good. Day. I mean, we we play like shit. Someone, a few of these guys are going to look decent amongst all the bullshit. But he was good tonight. Kadeem Allen has has some good moves. I mean, when he gets himself under the under the basket, the way he positions himself between the between the basket and the and the defenders. He creates enough space for him to get the, the to get the layup off, um, and to get a good shot for himself. Yeah, no, he's he's he looked he had very twenty five points, and he's but, and he's really again, good. I mean, he's also look, really good defensively, which is a plus. Yes, yeah, yeah. They they, they talked about his length um, tonight because I think he's only six three, but he's one of those guys that's got a really long wingspan. But what he's done is 
this 10 game this 10 day contract he's he took advantage of it you know he played very well he's showcasing what he's got and he's uh you know the 10 days while he's up with the with the with the team and uh but i but I, you know it doesn't cement anything with him you know the future here may help his own career but that's probably as far as it's going to go so yeah i'm not going to get too excited all about right so it. we won't get excited about kadeem allen but the fact that 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 because of his play tonight that's what kept us in this game and almost allowed us to win the game because of Kadeem Allen. You're right. It's ridiculous. And John Jenkins, you have a problem with him putting up, you know, the final shot or the next to final shot, you know, because Dennis Smith Jr. was a prayer. But John Jenkins had a decent look at the basket. He was probably the best shooter out of the 15 guys on our roster tonight. Even though it was his first night on the Knicks team. It's probably the best shooter. But yeah, but it's it's crazy to put, you know, if the Knicks put this much pressure on themselves for this game, you know, they all said they went out to dinner last night. They all really wanted this win. They didn't want to get the 17 consecutive loss. It is kind of strange that that he would be out there and you wouldn't depend on somebody that's been with your team. But again, he was, maybe it was the best shot you had. Well, listen, I mean, that's after a whole game of like Fizdale seeing nobody putting the ball through the hoop from any distance. And yeah, I mean, I mean, it's like I said, it's obvious we don't have any shooters. So Fizz looked at the bench and he picked the best shooters, you know. But it is, it does yeah. say something about our roster and it says something about our rotation. Yeah. Listen, this is a, it's a work in progress. This roster we ha do have some nice pieces, and maybe once we get two or three additional shooters, as crazy as it sounds, like Durant. Or a Kyrie, like maybe that changes the whole dynamic of the team. I mean, because you cannot play without any guys who can shoot. Like one of our best shooters before this trade was Tim Hardaway Jr., and he was awful. But he was, <laughs> but he was known as like our shooter. That's what he was supposed. He was supposed to be our shooter, right? Right. He was. His three pointers were supposed to KP, get wet. KP was was our shooter before. He was our best shooter. Before right. he got injured. Now we literally have, but we really do have none outside of Damian Dotson. Mitchell Robinson's play continues to just Oof. astound me. I mean, every single game, he's got two or three ridiculous dunks that has half the bench, like with their eyes, like rolled into the back of their head. Dude, that alley <laughs> from Kadeem Allen. Oh, was that was that the one-handed one? That was the, the one-handed hand? one that he went like way up there and like dunked it, and his like fucking like wrist was inside the rim after he dunked it. That was incredible. Awesome. So excited. Jenkins threw an alley oop to him. Oh, <laughs> dude, great! His past four games have been incredible. Yeah, I mean, again, it's these types of things that makes these games exciting to watch. And gets you through the L's when you see shit like that. And his stat line. I mean, I feel like his stat line has been looking the same for like the last six, seven games. His stat line tonight, 10 points, five of six from the field. I think he had four rebounds. Eight, re eight rebounds. Oh, no, I'm sorry. Eight rebounds. Eight That's rebounds. That's what he's, I mean, he that kid learns so quickly. Over the past four games. Yeah, and he got, his, he, got his minimum, he got his minimum of two blocks tonight as well. Right. Every single, I mean, the past four games, he's, it's. 10 rebounds, 6 rebounds, 7 rebounds, 8 rebounds, all double digit points. Right? And this is in and when this he is doesn't in get like credited 20 with the block, minutes a game. 
Yeah, right, right. It's a, a really amazingly impressive the numbers that he puts up in limited minutes and and the blocks that he doesn't get. I mean, he's altering tons of shots. Oh, he's, it's even if he doesn't get his hands on them. But the not, the dunk of the night. Oh, has, had to Mario. go oh, to Hazonia. Oh my god! He right? just brought that thing back and threw it down. It's like one of those little action figures that, like, you could bend the arm back and it goes click, and then it whoosh, springs back mm. forward, man. I don't even know how that went in. And then DeAndre Jordan's reaction on the bench. Jumping on, on the back Jenkins, Jenkins. back. <laughs> yeah, DeAndre Jordan's great for this team, dude. Oh, my God. He is the most underrated part of that Porzingis trade, by the way. I think. Dude, his leadership. I mean, you could tell. He's the guy talking to the team, pulling them all into huddles, talking to them defensively. Yeah, whenever, yeah, coming out of timeouts. Yeah, yeah, he's getting in guys' ears. Absolutely. And I, like, not only did he jump on Jenkins' back, but I think there was another, uh, it was one of the alley oops that Robinson had that like he was like bear hugging, like Nilakina was like up in the air and he was like bear hugging him, holding him like a teddy bear. <laughs> Jordan was holding Nilakina. You know, he's an actual, we, we got him in that deal and he is an actual respected veteran that is actually good at defense and is great at all these things. I mean, he's, I know he's like slid of late, but he, I mean, he's before this past season, he's one of the yeah. top, like this past free agency, right? I think he, he, he signed with Dallas this year, right? Is that true? Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think, I, so think I remember, true. I remember yeah, reading yeah, an article yeah, that he was one of the top, like sought after free agents before this season. Like he's not, he's not like these veterans that we did have or still do have, but like Lance, Courtney Lee, like these guys are the vets that are grooming our guys. No, no. I mean, Lance Thomas sometimes is invisible out on the court. <laughs> DeAndre Jordan is a presence and, you know, he's got his faults. There's been the short time he's had with the Knicks. Like there's been a lot of plays where he's, you know, either missing the ball, dropping the ball on the offensive side, you know, turning the ball over. But, you know, you could tell that, you know, he doesn't take it lightly. He's always hustling. Um, and yeah, his defensive prowess is great. Yes. Yeah, so one of my favorite things about him, in addition to the fact that I, I love that now our center tandem is Robinson and Jordan because they play so similarly, you know, defensively, they're both attacking all these shots, trying to swat them away. They're both rebounders. They're both super efficient. He's an awesome mentor for Robinson at the least. But I love his energy on the court. Like, it's hard. Like, we're in the middle of a... This was our 17th straight loss. And we've lost a lot of games, right? We said one win in the last 26 games. This is a young team. And sometimes you look at them and you could tell that they're down on themselves. You know, they don't... They're not acting like they're, they win or are used to winning. Because they're not. They don't know what it's like. But like DeAndre Jordan comes. And at the beginning of games, when it's a close game, he's getting pumped up about plays. He... He doesn't, I don't know if I can get across what I'm thinking, but it's like he's so different than all the guys on the team, the way he reacts. Like he's so much more positive about everything. Like he believes that right. you, he can win every game. He has that confidence. I mean, he's a, he was a great addition. But dude, that that reaction after the Hazonia dunk, and then he he like bear hugged Hazonia when he was coming back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Hazonia was like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> you know, 
<laughs> it's like that's what teammates are supposed to do. That's what you want to see. It doesn't need to be. I know yeah, we've no, lost it's... 17 straight, but you can still get excited over every bucket, every great bucket. It doesn't need to always be so down. Yeah, it's an upgrade. I mean, significant upgrade to this locker room. Slightly, s- slightly better than Ennis, the menace, right? It's just slightly. I mean, we went from Ennis sulking, You're being sulking at right? the end of the damn bench, waving to the crowd yes. as they chanted to have him in there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. I mean, you turn that negative energy just into total positive energy. DeAndre, who you got, Jordan. I love that who you got stuff. I don't know why I like it, yeah. but I like it. <laughs> <laughs> because he always like, the way he says it, it's like, he's like really questioning it. <laughs> who, who you got? Seems who to always got? be Hazonia who he's asking. Well, that, well he, goes, he, asks, he always asks one side, <laughs> who you got? And then the next free throw, he asks the other side, who you got? <laughs> who you got? I don't know how they don't laugh at him, but... <laughs> Zonia's like, I got, I got this guy, dude. Stop it. This guy. <laughs> what are your thoughts on Dennis Smith Jr. five games in? You feeling him? Yes. Again, I mean, look, you want to say he's showboating with certain plays? I'll take it. <laughs> I'm just happy seeing an exciting player on the Knicks. I mean, we've seen a 360 dunk from him on a fast break. Hmm. We saw him throw it off the backboard to DeAndre for a slam. You know, give me some excitement during these debacle, you know, of, comp- of, of games here. You know, I'll take it. I think, no, I think he's good. I think, you know, he does look to move the ball also. Um, I, I, think he's, I think he's a good point guard. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm really surprised, actually. I was always a, you know, fuck Dennis Smith Jr. He didn't give us his medical reports. He hurt his knee in high school. Frank's going to turn out to be a great all-around player. But enough of that. Dennis Smith Jr. is on our team now. But Yeah, and, and look, there are some guys that look to be showy all the time. But, I mean, he's got fight in him. He's got toughness. Yeah, he, he, he try, gets, you know, dude, he gets there, there angry a, out there. He gets angry. There was a, there was, he got called for a foul, a blocking foul that should have been a charge. I mean, his feet were planted. I forget who on Cleveland it was that barreled into him and knocked him over. But that was definitely an offensive foul that was not called. So he's doing that. He basically barreled over Blake Griffin right? Uh, when they played Detroit last game. It's great. You know, again, so you see other players that, that don't look to do those types of things that are showy. No, I think he's a complete player. I do think he runs the offense better than any other point guard we have on the team. It's hard to say that with Moody and Frank out right now, but he can... His his shot is his long distance shot isn't great, but as far as like getting to the rim and and kicking it out to guys and setting up teammates and looking to DeAndre and Mitch for some of these alley oops and passes, look, like he does that as good as anyone on the team. Look, he came to this team at the perfect time. He's got time with Moutier and Frank sitting out on the bench with their injury. He's got time to take control of this offense without worrying about who's coming in to sub him. Fizdale was able to give him the reins without any consequences, without making Nilakina feel bad or Moutier feel bad because they're going to be sitting out anyway. Mm. It was the perfect time for him to come in for this team. It's giving him the confidence he needs. It's giving the rest of the team, especially Fizdale, to see what he's capable of. 
in significant minutes. I don't think Dennis Smith Jr. needs any confidence. He's got it. Well, yeah, but I mean, look at what happened in Dallas. I mean, he was essentially by himself in the backcourt. You know, nobody was looking at anybody else last year. And then they draft Luka Doncic. And, you know, all of a sudden, Dennis Smith Jr. Um, is a fucking peapod. I don't know what a peapod is. That was the first thing that came to my mind. That's typically not used <laughs> to describe somebody. That's, I don't know what that is, <laughs> but he's like uh, a pea next to the mashed potatoes. That doesn't make it any better, my he's analogy. mashed potatoes. But let's go with that. Mashed potatoes is Luca. Oh, Luca's right. the mashed potatoes. He's better than mashed potatoes. Yeah, but you mentioned you mentioned his athleticism, that 360. And then in that same game, I think he had a, a, a dunk from the sideline where he really got up. Yes. That was awesome. Yes. Yes. Dude, now, I mean, it's nice that you, now we, we can pair him with Mitchell Robinson. We've got like two serious athletes on the team. Where oh. before the team, before Dennis Smith Jr., the team was, re, I mean, it still is, but it's pretty... It's pretty fucking boring, right? There's not a lot of athletic ability on this team. Outside of Mitchell and Dennis Smith Jr., there's not a lot of attitude, not of not a lot of athleticism. You add DeAndre, Dennis Smith, Mitchell Robinson's there. It's getting a lot more fun, thankfully. Alonzo Trier's minutes have been cut significantly. Well, I mean, he hasn't been... I don't even want to say himself because I feel like now all these games that he's had are probably there's more of those than the positive games he had at the beginning of the season. Kadeem Allen, play, Kadeem I mean, Allen played it. almost twice as many minutes as Trier tonight. Well, Kadeem was in the zone, and kudos to Fizdale for leaving him in there. I mean, he was in the zone, doing everything. Yeah. Shots were falling. He was running the offense at times. He was getting to the basket. He's hitting his free throws. But yeah, no, Trier's been struggling for sure. Nothing's working for Trier. He hasn't had a night, you know, where his shots have been falling consistently. He hasn't had a night. You know, he's been struggling. He hasn't hit double digits in the past six games. Remember how we used to say how strong he was when he would drive to the basket? He would take the contact and finish the and finish them. He doesn't finish anything anymore. No, I mean, I think that's a little bit of the league catching up to him a little bit and his little like shake and bakes whatever you call those. Uh, it's going to be interesting to see what they do with him because, I mean, he really has fallen off quite a bit. And, he, and he's not guaranteed for next season. I, th I mean, I think he's, he's going to stay. I want him to stay. I still consider him part of this core um, because I like the potential in him. I like what we saw from him so early on. So guys like Trier, Knox, Robinson, I want these guys here. I want them to be part of this core going forward. And, uh, you know, we shall see. I hope I'm wrong about Knox, but I think Robinson is, like, so much better than any other rookie on our team. It's not even close. Dude, when – I mean, look, there's plenty of seven-foot guys that come into this league every year, but they do not move around the rim like him, get up in the air like he does. It is really exciting. I mean, I like the. I I feel like too. Um, like the first half of the season, if he would get an offensive rebound, you know, he would go back up and dunk it. Like now, he'll look to make a smarter shot, and sometimes it's not dunking it. Sometimes it's just you know a laying off the backboard, and he's hitting them. I I, I think the he's getting smarter out there. He's making 
better plays. Dude, in his first like 10 but, seconds yeah, against so Cleveland fun. tonight, did you notice that? He came right in, had a rebound, a bucket, and a block within like, I think it was in like 15 oh, seconds. Yeah. yeah, it was definitely. It's just amazing how quickly he impacts the game. Yeah. Dude, we got some fan questions from, actually three questions from one fan. Figured we could take take the time to answer them. Cool? Yeah. These are from at Bernard King 8485 If we get the top pick in the lottery, would we trade that for, for Anthony Davis? No. For two reasons. I mean, number one, I mean, we want to grow Zion. I mean, we want to see what he, this guy's got. I mean, this is an impactful player out of the gate. And number two, what, we're going to trade for Anthony Davis? And he's going to be on our, our, our roster for a year, potentially a nothing year with no contract. Now let's let's, that, let's assume contract? he's said that he would extend with us. So let's assume that's a moot point and he would extend. Okay. So now I don't have two reasons. <laughs> I'm back to one. And that makes it more difficult. Yes. I agree but. with you. No, I don't, I don't trade Zion for Anthony Davis. Dude, Zion would be our third star immediately. We don't need to trade him for Anthony Davis. I get Anthony Davis is a top five player in the NBA, but that's like someone on Twitter I saw said today, if you traded Zion, I wish I could credit them because I thought it was interesting. If you traded Zion, it might be a stretch, but if you traded Zion for AD, it would be like when LeBron was about to get, when LeBron was getting drafted, if Cleveland traded him for Kevin Garnett at the time, right? Like you don't Zion, it could be change our franchise. There's no reason to trade. That's a decent, that's a decent comparison. You know that he's going to be Actually. a star Zion. So why would you trade him for another star who has been injured pretty much every single season? Who's older, who's going to be making a shit ton of money. There, I don't see the benefit of doing that. And you're also going to have to attach other guys to Zion. Like they're not just going to take Zion either, even though they yeah. should be one. I mean, even though that should be enough, the, the Knicks will definitely give up like a Knox or other first round picks, just because that's what teams are getting for these stars right now. They're not getting one pick. Right, right. Especially an unproven pick. Right. It is definitely a debatable question and one that, like, you know, is not like, oh, how could you even ask that? You know, it's definitely debatable. It's definitely something that could go either way. You know, I, I obviously I see the upside, you know, to taking Davis and getting him on your team right away. But but again, I mean, how do you know? So you're saying that, that they could sign him to an extension immediately, you know, as part of that trade or right after that trade? Or you're just saying, you know, in this hypothetical, you're getting, you're getting a verbal commitment. Because verbal commitments are I mean, shit. he said he would sign with, he would extend with the Knicks if they traded for him. He's one of the few teams he would commit to an extension. I don't know if that means they would. Yeah, but he's still got to get through the year. I mean, a lot could happen in a year. Well, they could, right? I think they could extend him before his contract is up. Okay. So then the next question, Bernard King, Bernard King, <laughs> Bernard King 8485 asked, dude, what do we do if we end up with like a number four, five, six, or seven pick? What do you mean, what do we do? <laughs> what happens? Who do we draft? What do we do? Well, we all cry, and we all cry <laughs> a lot. I actually think that's why we're hoarding a lot of 
not hoarding. That's the stretch. I think that's why we acquired those Dallas picks. And that's one of the benefits to having seven first-round picks in the next five years. If Let's say the Knicks, I don't know if we could move up, but if the Knicks did end up with like the third or fourth pick, if we really desperately wanted Zion or RJ or just wanted to move up into the top two or three, right? you, you package a few first-round picks. And Barry is sighing over, I could see him on Skype sighing. I would do that in this year's draft. It's been so bad. Like, I want to put a team out there. If Durant was coming, if Durant's coming, if another free agent's coming, and we end up with the fourth pick, dude, I trade two or three first-round picks to move up into the top three to get RJ, Zion, or Morant. I don't want to walk away after this pitiful season with, like, the number four pick or the number five pick. I even looked up one of the, one of the guys who we would probably take at number four. Because I'm already getting in the mindset that like we have to start thinking that you know there's like a 50% chance we get the fifth pick. Yeah, I mean, that's what sucks about this year's lottery and the changes. I mean, the fact that if this was last year, what, it would have been like over a 25% chance that we'd have the number one? Yeah, so, so dude, so I'm, I'm trying to get in that mindset because every time I go to Tankathon and I do the sim the lottery, because of the way the odds are now, I think it's a, it's a 40... I think it's a 47% chance we end up with a fifth pick, which is crazy. That's a flip of a coin. So, dude, every other time I, yeah. I sim the lottery on that fucking website, which I hate, because it really makes it all too real, we end up with a fifth pick. Like, every other time, dude. I'm doing it right now as I'm talking to you. Yeah. Three. Three times in a row just now, I got the fifth pick for the Knicks. All right. All right. And then, and then, so then, we, so then I, I was like, oh, I got to start getting ready for possibly getting like the fifth pick. And when I did the mock, like this dude, Jarrett Culver came up from Texas Tech. And so I was like, ah, oh, I'm going to go to YouTube and look at his highlights. Because I'm a really optimistic guy. And like, I could make myself fall in love with a guy. And that's not a good thing. But I was like, let's go see how good he is. And dude, I could not fall in love with Jarrett Culver. <laughs> when you compare him to these other, like the other guys you're seeing, Barrett, Zion, and Morant, like right. it's right. It's like sloppy seconds. Dude, I mean, it's yeah, it's nothing exciting about any of these other guys. So, what do you do if we end up with the fourth, fifth, sixth, or seventh pick? Other than go put yourself in a closet, cry it out like you do. You do that a lot. I know. Your <laughs> wife told me. Oh, she yeah. shared that? She's not supposed it's to like share Barry's, it. Barry, she texts yeah, me no, all the time. Be, Barry's yeah. in the closet again, crying about the Knicks. I'm in the closet crying. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that'll probably be what happens. You know? All right, this is depressing, Barry. His last question was, <laughs> should we resign DeAndre? As if we can make a decision after five games. <laughs> Yeah, we just talked about how much we like DeAndre and we like him as part of this locker room. He's good for Mitchell Robinson. He's good for everybody. Listen, I'm going to leave that up to uh, Durant and his uh, his agent or his manager, whoever the fuck that is, that's going to be running the Knicks next season. You want your best friend on the team? He's going to give us a discount. We resign him. 
Dude, he's, I mean, he's been great for the team. We said that before. He's making $22 million this year. I can't imagine anyone in the league is going to pay a player like that anywhere close to that next season. Right. But, like, I don't know if we're going to be able to afford to give him $10 million. So the big question is, do we sign Durant? Do we sign two free two max guys? How much money's left? Would DeAndre take less money? It's too early to talk about this. But if he was willing to take less money, I mean, I would love to have DeAndre either starting for the Knicks next year or continuing his mentorship of Mitchell Robinson, who I don't know if it's a coincidence, but since DeAndre came, Mitchell Robinson is... That's when this whole thing started with him. This whole, like, transformation. We're not transformation, but this elevation in his game. Yeah, no, I mean, he's been super consistent, you know, averaging double digits. All right, Barry, you got anything else to share tonight? Uh, just one, one short thing. I just want to commend the front office because all that talk about, like, the Przingis trade, you know, last week and everything that went down, um, and, like, ultimately we said it was a good move. I think we need to commend the Knicks not just for that deal, but the deals that they didn't make. Because we know that a lot of teams probably came knocking on their door for Vonley. You know, why wouldn't they? I know he trailed off a little bit towards the end, but I'm sure there were teams that, that came looking for him. And I just bet that Perry and Mills felt like they weren't getting the value that he was worth. And they weren't just going to hand him over if it wasn't going to be something that was going to, you know, fit this team and their vision. So I commend them for the deals that they didn't make at the deadline. All right. Well, I, I don't really commend them for that. I don't know how we didn't fucking move on late at the deadline. You're really happy with that, Barry? For real? Yeah. He was the yeah, only yeah, yeah. asset because, we really yeah. had to trade, and we couldn't move him. I'm sure that they shopped him around to try to get a, a second-round pick. or and, and again, maybe a team wasn't willing to give at least a high enough pick where they wanted. Maybe a team wasn't going to give him you know, picking the low 30s that they were, they were going to, you know, be at the bottom of the barrel, you know, late in that second round. And the Knicks didn't want to roll him over. They wanted to hold on to him. Maybe they thought he's a guy that, that will resign with them for cheap next year. I mean, if he keeps playing the way he's playing, yeah, he's going to resign with us for cheap. <laughs> sure. All right, guys, that's going to do it for the show. Remember, you can reach out to us. It's a hard life at gmail.com. Follow me on Twitter at hard life and Barry on Twitter at Barry Dworkin. Also, you know, one other thing you could do for us too, you know, we always pin the tweet at the top of It's a Hard Next Life whenever we have a new podcast out. Mm. Go ahead and retweet it. You listen to the show right now, go ahead on Twitter. It's a Hard Next Life. Just retweet it. We want to get more people out there listening to the show. Right. There's a lot of Knicks fans out there who need some help. You can call us. Anytime you want to get something off. Oh, oh I was just going to say that. Anytime you want to get something off your chest, give us a call. 516-33-MESH-1. Always goes to voicemail 24-7. Macho Man, call us back. Macho Man called called us again, Barry. Want to hear what he said? Uh, I guess so. Oh, yeah. Macho Man, Randy Savage. Going from heaven again. Don't worry about who I am. That'll be revealed in time. Wow, suspense is killing me. Right, so it's either someone we know, right? <laughs> right. Or it's someone we don't okay. fucking know, and then we wouldn't give a shit. So 
It'll be revealed in time. Listen, Randy Macho Man Savage from heaven. If you can't tell us who you are, don't call us back, because it's getting creepy. Is it getting creepy for you too, Barry? Yeah, a little bit. I mean, at least last time you said something about the Knicks. You know, you gave a comment, even if it wasn't that uh, that voice of yours. So at least throw something out there <laughs> to contribute to the show. What's the upcoming schedule, Barry? What do we got on? The, what do we got coming up? Oh shit! Are you not supposed to have this ready to go, Barry? The second week in a row. Come on, man. Does it really matter who we're playing at this point, Axe? Does it really matter? We just lost to Cleveland. Okay. We're down 17 straight games. I think we've lost more at home than we have on the road. Does it really matter who is on the schedule? No. Listen, what's the NBA record for losses in a row? Philadelphia 76ers, 28 games. Did they do it twice? <gasps> yeah, this during this rebuilding process of theirs. They did it in 2014-2015. They lost 28. And then in 15-16. Well, guys, if that gives us any hope, the Sixers just a few years ago lost 28 straight games two seasons in a row. Right? All right, that's the most exciting thing we've talked about this entire show. All right, guys, so the next pod will be early next week after the All-Star break. Yep, we got Kevin Knox in the Rising Stars game due to Lonzo Ball not playing. Got Dennis Smith Jr. in the uh, slam dunk contest. Yeah, his second year there, so I expect big things from him now that he's ours and and it's his return to the dunk contest. All right, guys, until next time, it is a hard. Barry, I give you, I, I grant you permission. If you would like to finish the phrase. Nick's life. <laughs> It really does not work when it's broken up like that. Oh, all right. Give it to me again. <laughs> Until next time, it is a hard Nick's, Nick's life. Nick's life. See ya. Oh, you really had to do that? <laughs> so long, everybody. Peace. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.